Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. I don't know, man. It's just weird that summer is, uh, you know, rolling by so fast. This is Doug Bassler. And this is Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Welcome again to another Saturday morning across the ACN network. And Doug, you're right. I don't know. I had a conversation just yesterday after playing softball. How fast this summer seems to be going by. I know we're getting old, brother, but I'm telling you, being home, being with family, it's great and all, but it seems like this is going double time. Can we slow it down a bit? Well, and it's, you know, we both have our youngest daughters uh, graduating. Yep. And, you know, and so that, you know, there's a lot of busyness kind of associated with this, uh, this thing. Um, my, my, uh, my, my graduated daughter, graduating daughter is, uh, she's just like, I need to do a party. We have to eat cake and all this stuff. So we're going to go to one of those uh, escape room adventures oh, with nice. all of her siblings and everything. And so, uh, you know, I want to do everything I can to help, you know, help make her, uh, her, um, last bit of time here before mm-hmm. going off to college. Awesome. But also I want to, you know, take this summer and make, you know, our listeners have an awesome time as well. And there's so many things that we can be thankful for. We can be grateful for. Now, if you're in Western Washington, it hasn't rained for weeks. Yes. So there's something you can just shout about and run around and praise God about because normally it didn't stop raining until like, July ish. And we had, and it stopped raining like in May. So that's, that's something. Um, also, you know, the, the, everything's being revealed, you know, I mean, this, this, uh, doubling of gas prices, um, you know, I don't think anybody wanted that even liberals, even I liberals. I think they're surprised. The gas prices a double brother. Yes, I, I think they're surprised in some ways because they go, oh, it affects me at the gas pump. But I was going to do a graphic the other day for our listeners, too. If you go back in history during the, the eight years of Obama, gas prices were $4 a gallon. Okay, You go to the, the four years of Trump, they were less than $2, around $2 a gallon nationwide. The buck 89, I think, was the medium at one point in time. And then now, of course, in his first six months of Biden, we're back to $4 a gallon. These policies, when you restrict the, the supply of gas, you know, you drive the prices up. And, uh, Biden struck the uh, XL pipeline, you know, uh, forbid permits on federal land for oils, and now negotiating with uh, Russia and China, our enemies, our political and economic enemies, our, our competitors, uh, to ask, and through OPEC and the Middle East, to get more oil, to buy more oil from them. How is that helping America? So, um, to your point, no, people should understand. And then one more thing too, um, I know that Doug is rich, but you know, we're all rich in Jesus, but we're rich in, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the I point here is together. I drive a lot. I'm a realtor by trade. I know that the robber, our guest, when we get there, drives a lot. You drive a lot as well. That's a big difference. When you think about the mi- amount of miles, 20,000 miles, 30,000 miles a year that I put on the car minimum, you know, and you figure 20 miles to a gallon, I'm spending another $3,000 a year just on gas alone, not talking about maintenance. That's a big bite. And for people that are living below the poverty line, it hurts them the worst. And so these policies are, are 
are directly affect the people in our lives. Right, Doug? So we got to vote Republican and we need to get a hold of the elections and the integrity and all that stuff. Uh, let's introduce our guest, brother. Go for it. Okay. Well, I invited our, our guest, Representative Robert Sutherland, a friend of ours, and he's cast some great stories about running for office before. And of course, he has been with us before when we've all lost, but Robert's won a couple of times now. He's serving in the 39th, I believe it is. He'll let us know. But he's got, he's been fighting. I love it when the good guys win and then they go there and do exactly what they said they would do. They have integrity, they have backbone, and Robert is one of the good ones there. Uh, and we need more good ones. That's why we need to support him and others like him. But Robert Sutherland, welcome to the show. And thank you again, brother, for uh, joining us today. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure in the past, and, and we're going to have a good show today. Um, you're speaking about gas prices. Not a lot of equity there is there or equality uh, when it comes to the poor having to pay so much for gas, let alone you know us as well. But um, some people can afford it even less than me. So. My my youngest, uh, not my second youngest daughter has a Honda Civic and, um, you know, it's like a 12 gallon tank mm -hmm. and even she <laughs> and that thing gets, you know, good mileage because it's like a tiny little car. Right. But even she. And then I said, you know, why? And she's like, oh, gas prices are really high. I, I can't figure it out. I'm like, you voted Democrat. This is what you wanted. It's like, why do you always have to make everything political? It is political. <laughs> so some that people still haven't connected my, the dots. My middle daughter, my 19-year-old, who's working now, I made her pay for her own gas the other day, and she hit, this had the same thing. And she's on the more liberal bent and so forth. But she says, why do you make everything political? I said, I don't. It, politics affects everything, and there are consequences to the choices we make. And so the policies that are put in place by those in power, the ones that you kind of lean towards, are making changes that affect people's lives. Gas prices are one of those. And she's like, no. Well, still, I don't like, I don't like putting them in political lenses. Well, you need to. You need to understand the, the ramifications of the vote. And so that's, that's another reason why we have Robert on today. And um, I want to talk about, you know, Trump suing big tech, all that stuff other later. But the most important thing Doug and I have been talking about for a long time is we have to have integrity with our elections. We looked at the 2020 elections and we see clear issues at the key states around this nation where there is just, it doesn't make sense. You have, you know, um, video of boxes of votes being pulled out from underneath the tables in Georgia. You have uh, affidavits from people that delivered votes from New York to Pennsylvania. You've got this whole, the, the whole nation is looking at this forensic audit in Arizona, which is great. And then you have um, Republican red states passing laws to clean up to say, hey, we've got issues here. So we've got Georgia now removing 100,000 um, ballots from the voter rolls after the election, of course. You have other states doing the same thing. So you're like in Arizona. And so, Robert, I know that you and Representative Jesse Young went down to Arizona to check this thing out. And I know that there's been a, an interest here from the Republican Party to actually say, you know what? If there are irregularities, if there are dead people voting, if there are, which we know there are, we've got our own history in the state of Washington of elections like the Dino Rossi election, like other elections where I know firsthand, I've seen like, this does not look right. It does not pass the smell test. And yet we're told nothing to look and nothing to see here. It's all clean and whatever. So you said off the year, it's really important, both Democrat, Republican, and independent 
everybody should care about election integrity. This is our the way of our republic and our democracy. So, Robert, first of all, thank you for what you're doing. But first, talk about your trip down there and what you saw. Yeah, we were able to go down to uh, Maricopa County down there in Arizona to uh, we received a, a tour, a personal tour of the facility, the the, uh, uh, the people, the volunteers doing the audit down there. Uh, we stopped by pretty much each and every station that they had that down there on the floor. Uh, it was explained to us kind of what this station does, what these people are doing and how it works and all that. Um, one table with, with three volunteers there and they had a two ballots set up on a stand and it would kind of rotate it. It, it caught my eye because it didn't stop. It's, it, the ballot didn't stop like in front of the person so they can take a good look at it. And I questioned, I go, does it, it just goes, you know, doesn't that, wouldn't that increase the errors? Um, but they're not looking at the whole ballot, I was informed. They're just looking at, it was one or two, you know, uh, races. And uh, that's easy to do. It, it went by slowly. But, um, you know, if the, all three of the people didn't agree on the number, the vote count of, of that particular one, then they would stop and they'd double check. And, you know, they, they had processes in, places, in place to where um, at every station that really uh, instilled confidence in what they're doing and the data that they're producing. I'm, I'm, as you guys well know, a scientist. Uh, I did cancer drug development. I, I dealt with the FDA on a daily basis and what in, in the work I did. And you know, there are there are procedures in place that we do in labs that are guidelines from the FDA that if you want to produce data and have it in a clinical trial and have us look at it and approve it, you have to cross the T's, dot the I's. You have to you have to stay in bounds, if you will. And that's what they're doing. At least it appeared to me that's what they're doing down in Maricopa. Uh, the, the cyber ninjas, they've got a system in place that instilled confidence in me and in, in what they're doing, that the data they produce, when they finally sit down and, and they've, they've got all the data and they take the time to go through and look at it and come up with their conclusions, uh, or at least come up with their anomalies and their questions, um, you can, at least me, I, I'm going to have pretty, pretty good confidence that the questions they're asking, the data that they produce is going to be spot on and we can trust it. So that's, that's one of the takeaways I got from, uh, you know, going down there and taking a look firsthand to see what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I know now they're doing a machine recount to make sure the numbers, the hand recount numbers and the machine numbers line up. Uh, is that just a, another way of double checking sort of the, the total amount of ballots? Yeah, because if there's, there's different, different anomalies that are possible, I, who knows what actually happened until we, know are finished doing the the uh, forensic audit but one of the ways a possible way for things to be kind of you know an anomaly uh, something wrong if you will is that the machine for whatever reason counts too many votes counts it maybe doesn't count them all the number is off so if the machine saying let's just say you know the machine says 2.1 million votes uh or, you know ballots were counted and yet the hand count there's only you know 1.9 million Okay, well, there's something wrong there. We don't know, might not know what it is yet. It, it, did we lose some ballots or is the machine off? I mean, they'll have to look into it further, but it, it'll be one of their questions. How come the machine said 2.1 and yet our hand count said 1.9 mm -hmm. million ballots? That's a question they're going to ask the county officials. What, you know, what's going on here? Well, that's um, one of the things that came out was they were missing over 100,000 ballots missing, you know, in the boxes that were supposed to be there. So, yeah, the machine, if it recounts and, and, and is the same as the hand recount, then the machine counted correctly, but where did we get the difference? Or if it's, it's, if it's off again, you can actually investigate the machines then? 
to see if there's an error there electronically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cyber Ninjas is a, well, I, I, I'm the worst one to describe what they do for a living, but uh, <clears throat> they're hired by uh, government agencies and corporations to come in to take a look at their systems, to, to look for vulnerabilities within their software and, and you know, uh, malware, possible attacks from outside, you know, uh, interests. Uh, that's what they do. And the people that started uh, Cyber Ninjas, the people that are, are in charge of this audit, I mean, these are top-notch people. These are people that have a past. Uh, they've earned a name for themselves and what they do. And they started a company. Uh, and here they are taking a look at ballots. Um, and, and they'll be looking at the machines and, and the, I guess the routers and, and whatnot, uh, servers. So I, again, I came away from there with, with very good confidence that these guys, they know what they're doing and they appear to be doing it correctly in a way that will instill confidence in the results that they produce. Okay. Um, if, if, the, if the machines say 2.1 million and their hand count is off, then that's a question, but it's not just the number of ballots. It's what, what count totals for what candidate were, mm -hmm. were uh, there as well. They're taking a digital picture of every ballot that they look at. Now they showed us that station and that digital picture will be able to determine watermarks on the ballots to see if they were their proper ballots printed by the proper printers. Mm -hmm. um, they'll be able to determine if the ballot was filled in by hand or by machine. Um, a machine will just spray some ink on and be very uniform, very, there'll be no dent marks within the, the circle where you, you mark it. Mm -hmm. uh, a person doing it with a pen is going to, you know, fill in the circle, but he's going to make a dent uh, in that ballot. All these things, that's a forensic audit. All these things will be, will tell a story of, of the ballots that are on hand, uh, what, possibly where they came from, where they fill. And there are some legitimate reasons why a machine would fill out, you know, some ballots, you know, mm -hmm. ballots, the dog chewed a ballot up and they have to do it again. And they, there are legitimate reasons. And so when, when the county prints a ballot using an inkjet printer, they make a note of it. There's a paper trail. Mm -hmm. They make a note of it. So the county has X amount of uh, ballots that were printed by machine. I'm going to make up numbers. I don't remember the numbers. Let's just say, you know, 10,000. Mm -hmm. um, if in their digital printing, they come up with, say, 20,000. Well, we've got a, that's a, another anomaly. It's another question. Right. How come there's 20,000 here in our hands, but you only have a list of 10,000? Right. How, how can that happen? It'll right. be another so question at the end of their are... analysis. The, the possibility here for counterfeit ballots. Correct. They're, they're looking for answers to the questions of, of the anomalies they find. And, and that's, that's the whole point. Do you, um, do you feel like um, this is something that should happen in Washington state? I mean, we are like the mail in ballot and it's just been a slow erosion. Like they're, they're not doing it all at once. I mean, we started with King County, but slowly methodically democrats seem to be taking over every position every you know district everything so um is that a possibility here in washington state yeah it, I, I get contacted i it's every day you know and, and one of the questions that i get asked is robert can you assure me with a hundred percent you know uh, confidence that our system is is perfect right i'm like no <laughs> number one i don't know how our system works you know, that when you get down into the weeds, right? It's a, it's a black box, right? It, it's a black box. We don't, that, that's the point, I think. We don't know. We're no longer doing it in person where we know that process. I bring my ballot in and someone checks my ID. You know, that's, that's we can all understand that. 
uh, when we send our ballot into a, a Dropbox, it, there's no no one watching. Uh, I just hope and have faith, I guess, that someone, the person that picks up my ballot, is is decent and honest. There's no back. Uh, there's no checks on that. There's no checks and balances. Right. So the whole process, as as we're starting to look at it, because of what we saw on the national level, now we're really looking at all systems, even here in Washington. We're 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 just at a point where we don't know how this works. It right. and and some of the results seem off. You you mentioned the 2004 Dino Rossi. This is back when I have full faith and confidence in our government mm -hmm. that we we're Americans. We don't cheat. But we'll get in there. We'll duke it out. But you know the the voters will decide who their representatives are. Um, and then we saw what happened with Rossi. It was blatantly right. obvious to me that this was stolen. It was cheated. Right. There was cheating going on. And so one has to just ask the question, okay, if they were cheating in 2004, you know, 17 years later, did they, did they, you know, repent or, or did they stop <laughs> cheating? There was uh, no, con there was no consequence. Right. There and so they're going to do more. Right. So, so, so I, I don't have full confidence in our, our system today, but I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's fraudulent. I'm not saying there are people that are purposely cheating. The fact is, I don't know. But because there's so much doubt, because there is a possibility of things going awry uh, in ways that no one would even know, technical stuff inside a black box, mm -hmm. because there's uncertainty, all I'm saying is, do you mind if we take a look? So this, That's what I want to address right there. The, the, Let me jump in here real quick. Like, this is important, too. For our listeners listening, each county has their own machine, their own process. Then we have the state level that's supposed to be ensuring this thing, supposed to be cleaning the voter rolls against those that have moved out of state, those that have died, those that are in prison that are felons and so forth. And we don't know. And what we're being told, just like they were in Georgia, it's the, the cleanest and safest and most sure election system ever. And yet, even this last session, there was bills pushed to close off any time of uh, audit or any, any time of looking into the transparency of elections. If we really do have an open and transparent election system that we can count on, we should be able to see it. And to your point, in our state, we have same-day registration. We don't verify citizenship. You can actually go from one county to the next county and vote. It's a felony, but they don't do anything about it. You have these numbers that don't make sense when they count the total, you know, whether it be for Inslee or whatever it may be. Like you said, we're not saying, but uh, that there's fraud. We just don't know. And we want transparency. When you think about the national level, the issues that are clear questions that need to be answered, it took a legislative move in Arizona to actually make this happen. And of course, in red states where the Republicans are in charge, there's a lot more saying, hey, we've got to clean this up. We've got to have transparency. We got to have make sure that all voters can trust the system. Right. And so this this move to nationalize elections, to make it all mail in ballots, to proactively send out ballots, even when people don't request them, knows that is a vulnerability. And like you said, Robert, there may not be people that are willingly cheating or lying, but people are people. There are people with bad intent that are intending on cheating the election. And it may be just a few points, but we know and, and in the, this. The, the, the yeah. point, one of, one of the points is that, again, there might not be purposeful intent to cheat or fraud or anything like that. But Marty, Doug, go to my Facebook page and, and look at the post, look at the comments, because I ask people to chime in. Look at some of the stories they're telling me. Um, that, that me and my family, I, there's two or three of them in a family, we moved to whatever state, you know, two years ago. 
and we informed the state, we were still getting Washington ballots. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't get them to stop, it seems. I mean, there's story after story where we have these ballots that we shouldn't have. And they're, they're honest people. They're, they're destroying them and throwing them away. But that is a, that, that's, that's a problem in the system. Now, how, the question I have is, well, how big is that problem? Right. That, that's what we don't know. But we know. So if someone were to ask me, do you have 100% confidence? No, I don't have 100% confidence. It's not, we all know the system is not perfect. But what we don't know is, well, how good or how poor is it? Give me a number. Is it 99% perfect? You know, is it 98? We don't know. So give me and this, Robert. You can tell me all day long that we've got the best system in the world. Well, okay. Right. Robert, but, you were, you're in a ledge district, right? How many voters? 70,000 voters, right? You need about 45,000 votes to win, right? Or for, around there, ballpark. Okay. 100, 143,000 votes, voters, okay. I think. Okay. And so you need uh, more 50 plus one in that district. Okay. Many of these ledge races are won or lost by a couple hundred votes, sometimes a couple thousand votes. So when we're talking about 1% of 100,000, that's 10,000 votes or a thousand votes. A thousand votes dictates who wins, you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever it may be. So these elections that are close, it matters. It doesn't there, matter. There are several elections that went down to handfuls of votes, mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe a couple hundred at, at some. To your point, it, it matters. Now, did it happen in that election? Were there a bunch of mail mail out? Were a bunch of ballots mailed out that shouldn't have been in that particular election? We don't know. Mm -hmm. That's the point. We don't know. We're losing confidence in the system. Maybe it, it was the best election ever, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't understand the and, pushback. And of course, if 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 it is the best everything and everything is great, then why are we? hiding it why are we passing laws to exempt it from uh scrutiny foias things like that if it, you'd think if it was great we would want to parade let's let's audit let's show everybody how great this is and so that's the problem i have with republican kim wyman right so you know this thing is secure and everything else but and no need to look just trust us trust us you know it's like you know we should we should have to trust. We should know. We should be able to verify. What was it Reagan said during the, you know, trust the nuclear verify. trust and verify. Yep. So we we trust you, but we want to verify it. We shouldn't have to trust you blindly. And you know there are people with ill intent. There are you know um, there are. It, Marty talked about this on last week's program. We cannot put our values on others. Like we yeah we don't cheat. We don't want to lie. We don't want to steal. We don't want to cheat. That doesn't mean there aren't people out there that don't do it. And you know Maricopa County uh, elections said that they don't. The machines that were that were subpoenaed, they're not going to reuse them because maybe during this thing they could get hacked and I'm, I'm thought well i thought these things weren't hackable but well, you're just you're admitting yeah. it yeah you're just admitting okay well they could go over and then these guys could do something to them oh you mean something can be done to voting machines you know so i with one thing oh these things are unhackable on the other hand well we're not going to use those machines that got subpoenaed because they could have hacked them okay well which is it so um you know if you always tell the truth you don't have to remember what you said but uh, you, know, you mentioned a, a bill that was passed, but I think Marty mentioned as well yep. this past session. When that when that came across my desk, uh, you know, I, I had people contacting me in panic, almost like Southern. This 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 is going to keep us from being able to do an audit at all. It's they're they're really making it even harder. I read it, you know, thinking, well, they probably read it wrong. Let me let me go through it, and, and I read it, and I just went, wow. <laughs> 
I, I think they're right. Uh, I dropped an amendment on that bill that, you know, they write it in this legal mumbo jumbo that you have a hard time really kind of understanding. It's kind of vague, so you can take it either way. Um, but you could, if you took it to the nefarious <laughs> corner, um, yeah, you can't really even do an audit anymore. So I dropped an amendment that says nothing in this bill uh, is to be taken such that, you know, the, the public can't do a, a, an audit of an election or mm -hmm. something to that effect. Um, and it was accepted. My amendment was accepted by the majority Democrats. It surprised me. Wow. Um, now, it was such an amendment so clearly written that if you didn't accept that amendment, then you're against the public doing a forensic or, or doing an audit of the election. So it was kind of it, it might have put them in the spot a little bit. Right. But that it did get passed. And so yeah. even with that bill passing, I'm I, I'm somewhat confident that we can still go in as citizens and request an audit of our elections and results. So I have a question for you, Robert. You may not know. There was a bill passed uh, about 2018, 2016, around there. Um, that This is one that I didn't know until my previous election, or the, the race I ran, was that the county auditors, when you request a recount or in the, for a candidate like Doug has done before as well, they can only recount the number of ballots. They can't go in and make a determination on where the ballot was for. If it's for this candidate or this candidate, they said, no, no, that's off the table. All we can do is recount the number of ballots we have. You know, uh, the determination is already done. And that was from um, Kim Wyman. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So what's the good of doing a recount if the numbers will come up the same way? You know, we we want to know what ballots were cast and who they were cast for. And, that, that's you know, like saying, you know, you know, look, let's look back a few years when you went to the polling station and, and, you know, that's like someone counting the number of individuals that showed up, you know, and they cast their vote and they left a recount the way they're just, the way you just described it would be like saying, well, yeah, we had 1,368 people show up. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not a recount. That's not a recount. <laughs> that, that doesn't tell me who, who those 1,300 and whatever, you know, voted for. And that the, the votes were counted correctly. You want to, you want to, the voter, one of those people that voted, they want to know that their vote counted the way they intended it to count. Right. That's a recount. And, where, and where, where they can be, they can rest assured, here are the ballots. Let's recount every individual race on there, or at least a particular race. Mm -hmm. And, and let's see if all those ballots that we have in a box over here, boxes in a warehouse, let's see if those ballots, those particular races add up to what the final total was that we were told that the machine said, because the machine tallies them all up these days. Right. And so we just want to make sure the machine tallied them the exact way the voters filled them out. Exactly right. So Robert, I, I want, if you can, and you will, I'm running a bill at some point, the next session where it is right now, where our ballots come in, they come into a, a envelope that is labeled with a skip mark in who we are. So, so voters can follow up. Was my ballot accepted? Okay. They can follow up and see online. Once it gets there, it's in a, a envelope that isn't sealed, right? It's, it's open and removed from that. And at that point in time, we have no idea where that ballot goes or in a way to track it. All we know is it was accepted in. We don't know if that ballot was the one that was counted. We have no, there's no way to track it. Once they separate it from the envelope, yeah. there's no way to put that ballot back in that envelope to, yep. to determine what, because they have a stack envelope over here, stack of ballots over there. There's no way to line up those ballots with those envelopes. Exactly. You no right. longer know if your ballot was, you, you know, if they received it based on that, that bar, uh, you know, the bar of the code. Barcode. Yeah. Yeah. Barcode. Uh, but you have no idea if it was counted or if it was counted correctly. That's Correct. the problem. 
one of the things down in Maricopa, not only did we do the, the, the tour of the floor of the facility of the audit and all that, we had a, a briefing with the CEO of, of Cyber Ninjas and he was going over things and he had, you know, there are certain people there presenting different things. One of the things that was presented was a potential future ballot that in the regular light, you look at it, it looks like just a normal ballot, but they turned the lights off and they, they turned the black light on and man, it just lit up, right? Um, and, and so between the watermarks and the, the printer marks and the, it's almost like a fancy currency, a, a bill, right? Right, right. Um, this was a fancy ballot, if you will, with all these uh, various features in it that are pretty much uh, duplicate. Pr- you can't duplicate it. Um, and, and they brought it, it cost about 18 cents a ballot um, to produce that. Very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's okay. Let's. Let's produce ballots that are, uh, you can't just go to China or go to some, you know, Joe, Joe Smith's print shop over here that's, he doesn't like Republicans or he doesn't like Democrats and he's going to try to throw the election. Let's set it up where you can't do that. We can mm-hmm. have faith in our ballots. And I'm, I'm of the point, again, I'm not, this is not my field of expertise. So, I, you know, I hope what I'm saying makes sense. I hope I understood what they were telling me. Okay. There's a way to, to make each individual ballot tied to an individual person that's what we're talking about yes and there's a way to do that where no one will know what ballot you know once we turn it in there's not a, there's no one besides the voter will know that that's their ballot based on a code you know like a qr code type thing there's mm-hmm. no one going to know that that was robert sutherland's ballot that's sitting over there in that warehouse i can that but when they take a digital image of it i can go online with my digital code i can pull it up and i can see that not they received it there's my votes right there uh, I'm not sure how you would still know that the machine counted my votes correctly. There'd, there'd have to be another check there. Mm-hmm. But again, if you t- if you tallied up all the votes for, let's say, Robert Sutherland, uh, that the machine said, you know, I received 65,000 or whatever, and you did a hand count, and, and you could easily check the number mm-hmm. at that point. That, that would be a, a recount right there, where you check the numbers of the machine against the actual ballots themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, have have Republicans and Democrats doing the recount, so there's no you know uh, bias there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a true recount, and that would instill faith in the system. If we had, if we could look up our own ballots, and we know there's my ballot right there. I just scanned it, and it shows up on the screen. Uh, they received it. They didn't alter it. Uh, a lot of these ballots, the machine kicks out, uh, and it goes to what they call adjudication, right? That's right. Yeah. And because there's some something wrong with the ballot or whatever. Um, now, now an individual person all by themselves, you know, either in a back room or off in a corner by themselves, they now determine the intent of the voter. Mm-hmm. And, and by law, the, the error rate was supposed to be no more than like 0.0025%, one error in 250,000 ballots. Mm-hmm. But they were coming up with error rates of something like 68%, mm-hmm. massive, massive rejections of ballots. And so you had one individual or maybe, you know, several individuals doing it by themselves, determining the intent of those voters and no mm-hmm. oversight. Mm-hmm. So they can produce ballots uh, and, and they can put down whatever candidate they want. And there's mm-hmm. no oversight. There's no double check. There's no. As, as soon as that. the ballot was rejected, quote unquote, set aside, it was put into a pool where someone said, I can these thousand votes go towards X. They can do that, make that that adjustment. And that right there is scary when you think about it, especially at the rates that high. Right. And so I want just a little side note, a little PSA for our voters out there. I know a lot of us like to do uh, 
personal sort of like, you know, cross something off and make some kind of comment in there. Don't do that. Your vote's going to be rejected. And then someone else will decide where you get who you're intended to vote for. You know, so leave your commentary off your ballot. Your ballot it should be sacred to you, and we should be able to track it. To and, and with the point. system we have in place now, so it is what it is. It is what we have. It, to go in and see, okay, when the machine said candidate A received X amount of votes, the only way to verify that is to go in, open those boxes of ballots, have a hand recount, and, and document all those ballots who they actually voted for. That to see if the actual votes, the ballots themselves, line up with the, the tally the machines tallied. Right. And, and, and then, what you're saying is we can't even do that, but that's what needs to take place. 100% agreed. This well, takes then, a move. Uh, of course, the only, the only uh, so where that breaks down is that, like you said, the watermark ballots or something like that. So, you know, if our money is, uh, you know, it's a federal law, you can go to jail for a long time for counter counterfeiting money. We need to have some laws that say, you know, you counterfeit a ballot, you know, but there's nothing. There's no, there is no recourse. Uh, people, you know, I mean, I think I heard of like maybe two people last year that got some jail time for double voting or something down in Texas or something like that. But that's typically not, what happens people are and not I think, I think they voted for trump twice <laughs> so <Right. laughs> yeah of so, course they called them out right yeah. yeah so um i didn't hear who they voted for but i you know there has to be uh stiff penalties people have to go to jail you know otherwise the stuff is meaningless and when you when, and the problem with having no control and no accountability is people are going to lose faith in the election process, which is happening at, a, at an absolute standing rate right now. People are, you know, you're seeing the Trump one flags, you know, everywhere and stuff like that. And um, what's next? You know, if we lose faith in the elections, what's next? It, you know, ballots are bullets. You know, mm -hmm. that's the thing. And the, uh, the ballot was meant to help us do handle our disagreements equitably and let's vote and let's make the case and let's do these things like you said earlier robert well ballots allow a peaceful transition of power, power in this right. country correct if you take away the peaceful transition if you take away the integrity of the ballot you're going down a very dangerous path very i want dangerous. to make a point that i haven't made thus far because a question that was asked me uh, from a, a tv an interview i did was, do you think this is going to be political? Is it, you know, are Democrats going to go along with this or are Republicans? And, and I, I, I came up with an example, like, well, it shouldn't be political. It just shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I saw evidence and, and news reports of certain races in another state where the Republicans went in and they went into very blue districts and they stole those elections through cheating and fraud and mm -hmm. things of this nature using these types of machines and these vulnerabilities. So and then I saw Democrat, you know, congressmen and women doing interviews saying this, this is just not right. We can't trust the system. We got to, you know, we got to fix this. We got to do this, that and the other. OK, let's well, do I'm it. with you. I'm right? with you. Let's let's Democrats and Republicans come together and make, you know, let, let's do a, you know, let's shake hands and make promises that we, we we don't want any cheating going on. We don't want it's Maybe it's not even cheating. Maybe it's just honest mistakes that a software program does mm -hmm. you know when it's tallying that we don't know what's going on but let's look at it but let's together let's not make this political let's together pledge that we want the most uh, honest and fair elections that we can have 
and may I, the I, best candidate win. I heard somewhere uh, a saying, let's see if I can remember it, liberty and justice for all. That means <laughs> our side and their side. If our side cheats, busted penalties. Exactly problems. right. Their no, side cheats, busted penalties, problems. This is where, though, the trust of the people and the bottom line is, is if we want to be able to trust it, we can't have people that won't allow questions. We have to be able to say, well, this doesn't look right. Can we look into this? And when you have Republicans and Democrats saying, oh, no, no, don't look there. You can't look. We're good. Don't. I'm like, no, no, you make it worse by saying that. Sure. Yeah, okay. no, And they come up with their rations, their excuses, if you will, that we're trying to you know, safeguard the integrity of the voter and the identity and all this and that and the other you know what, call up those voters because they're going to say, take a look. Right. Because that voter uh, most likely is going to want their, that, to know that their ballot was received and counted and counted correctly. Otherwise, it's a waste of all of our time to sit there and go through the voter pamphlet and do all this. You know, I mean, it's not hard, but, you know, I, I, we spend a little time kind of mm-hmm. looking at, at the different races and the people involved. And all. I, don't, we don't, I don't know everybody in every race. So, you know, it, it's, it's some time out of our day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to know after spending that, I could have been out riding my motorcycle or barbecue, but I spent time looking at candidates. I, I have no idea who you are. I want to make sure that that time was well spent. Exactly. And that right. My ballot counted the way I intended. That, that's all. That's all we're asking. And that's not, that's not and, asking and, too much. And more than that, I don't want my vote diluted by illegal, improper, fraudulent ballots. I don't want people that aren't citizens voting. I don't want people that don't live in Washington voting. Glenn Morgan has been uh, working with this uh, WeCU uh, group and they've been canvassing and they, and he's already found hundreds of addresses that don't exist, that they, there's no building there. There's a field there's, or there's just nothing that isn't a valid address. And yet these ballots are being mailed out and they're being returned and they're being voted. Okay. So where are they going and how is that happening? So this is hundreds. And then we've had the the problem with the voter rolls, right? The voter rolls are, you know, Kim Wyman again, right? She's a Republican that wins, you know, with over 50% statewide, everybody else loses. We can't figure that out. Well, maybe we can figure that out. Like maybe she's cover for what's going on. Uh, I don't know that she'd be willing, you know, willing cover or whatever, but regardless, I uh, don't want my vote diluted by 10 illegal ballots in my district or in my county or wherever. Talk about suppressing a vote. When I cast my ballot and some, there's a million ways a ballot could be illegal, right? You could have a fraudulent ballot, a a fake. You could have someone filling out multiple ballots. There's There's all kinds of illegal ballots or illegal votes. But when I cast my ballot and someone casts an illegal ballot that is opposite of mine, let's say I vote for Trump and you vote for Biden um, and it's an illegal vote, you just disenfranchised me. You just mm-hmm. removed my vote. You canceled my vote out. And we hear all this talk about, and, and unfortunately, you know, f- from those on the left that our efforts, you know, by looking into this, we're, we're trying to, it's voter suppression and it's disenfranchisement and all this stuff. It's the opposite. We're trying to make sure that every one of your Democrat voters voted and it was counted correctly. That's what we're doing. And we're trying to make sure the Republican votes are counted correctly. We're talking about fairness. We're talking about empowering people, making sure their ballots are counted, their votes are counted. So all this talk about, you know, the feds coming in, the Maricopans, you know, because they're going door to door and that's voter in- intimidation and all this. 
And by the way, I love Senator Rogers down there. We became friends, by the way, and we're texting each other now. But her comment that you send the feds down here in Maricopa, we'll throw you in jail. There we right? go. Um, right. You don't mess with the feds have nothing to do with state elections and, and county elections. Uh, just stay home, please. Um, I like that because, it, you know, unfortunately, again, we're having at the federal level wanting them wanting to get in and, and keep mm -hmm people from looking to see if their ballots were counted correct. Mm -hmm. Go figure. Why would you want that? What, what are they hiding? When so, we moved to a statewide where they provided the postage so everybody can do, uh, to mail their vote in, um, gone away from the polls, gone away from this standardization, you know, we lose that. When they go to a national level where you proactively mail out ballots to Doug's point, to addresses unknown with no way to verify that, we don't have integrity. The Maricopa thing, it, it doesn't matter what the results are. It matters that it was done. It matters yeah. that people have faith in the system. And right now, we don't, in this state, have faith in the system, regardless of whether it's really good or not. Hey, so hey, Doug, to your, to your point about um, you know, Glenn Morgan, the only problem I have with, with Glenn is that he's, he's out camping right now. He's on vacation. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not. He should not be allowed <laughs> to take a vacation. But, Doesn't he know the world is falling apart? Of course. He, he goes on vacation. And look at the mess we're in, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but we are in communication. We will be getting together probably this next week um, on this issue. I have been contacted, but I can't tell you. I lose count. I need, I need help. This is my time off. We're in the interim. <laughs> I can't keep up. The, the stories that are being told, the, the examples of irregularities, the people like you mentioned, we see you. They're out there. There's people in Skagit canvassing doors. There's, people, there's other people. There's a lot of data being generated right now by various groups. I'm, I'm becoming the guy, if you will, that's kind of the focal point of well, they're all sending me the stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, I can't be that guy because I, I don't know how you collect it. This isn't Maricopa. Right. It's, it's being done at the grassroots level. It's not being done in a very controlled manner with cameras and things. So, you know, we got to be careful what we do here in Washington. I am not, again, I'm not saying our elections are, 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 are inaccurate or fraudulent right. or anything like that, but we don't know. We simply don't know. And there's enough people. I work for the people. I represent them. They want me to do something about this. Um, and they're the ones with the concerns. They're the ones with the stories. Saying my ballot, I got three ballots, Robert. Mm -hmm. How many other people got three ballots and got right. to vote three times, right? They, they are concerned. They want an audit. I'm not calling for an audit. In fact, I didn't even call for, the, for a public hearing. I just know it's coming because of the groups that I'm, I'm in association okay. with. Or that so Robert, have contacted me. I know it's coming. So I made the announcement that there's going to be public hearings. Good. Some people kind of took that. I should clarify my post, I guess. I, it, it's not me calling for the public hearings. It's me announcing that they're coming. Because, again, I'm in contact with these people, and they are forthcoming. So, Robert? I might have to coordinate it. I might have a, a role in coordinating some of these. We'll, we'll see. But What can our listeners do? If they're concerned about this, not just contact you, but what can they do? And what can other Republicans, conservatives, Democrats in this legislature do to address this? You know, that's that's the question that I get asked a lot, a lot of times. Robert, how can I help? What can I do? Um, number one, I've never done this before. <laughs> Ask me how I'm not an expert in voter integrity issues and black boxes and software and, you know, um, I, I don't know how to go about doing a public hearing and then perhaps an audit, let alone a forensic audit. The good news is I have people in Arizona, uh, 
you know, the companies down there, Cyber, Ninja, uh, Cyber Ninjas. I've got Senator Rogers, uh, Representative Fincham, uh, Senator uh, Sonny, uh, I just lost his name, Sonny. They have offered to come up to help with us up here, if need be. They've, they've offered to come up and testify, to come up and kind of help us. Here's what we did in Arizona. Um, so we, I'm not the expert, but we have available those who are offering their expertise to help, if need be. And I, I'm at the point where well, I don't know if we need help. We just right now, let's just maybe have a public hearing and let people, let the voters tell their story of what they are concerned about. And after public hearings, then you and I, we can all make a determination. Well, sh you think there's enough there? Do you think we should take a look at the ballots? Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe only three people show up and testify and they had one extra ballot. Well, OK, we're done. Right. <laughs> right? We're done. Right. Um, but if we get dozens and hundreds and we get stories and of, of uh, enough concern where, man, that that could actually make a difference in that particular race or this race, then maybe it is time that we take a closer look at the ballots and do an audit. I'm not calling for an audit. I'm not saying there's fraud. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Kim's doing a good job or a bad job. I don't know. I right. don't know. Um, and that's the that's voters, the problem. That you is know, the problem. The voters, are, we, voters uh, are the ones that are concerned. Integrity means we know. We are confident. Don't just tell me, be confident. Show me why I should be confident. Provide proof of competency in the there, election. There is a reason why there are so many steps that uh, Secretary Wyman and others must take per the law, you know, as far as maintaining the integrity of ballots and saving them for so long and the machines and the validation, all these steps. There's a purpose for all that. Right. So that if there's ever a problem, we can go back and take a look at it. Right. We can we can open the boxes and actually conduct the, the count by hand if need be. All these processes are in place so that the voters can have confidence in the system. And if there seems to be a problem, if they think there's a problem, i.e. I'm getting multiple ballots, mm -hmm. they should be able to go back and determine if the machines counted the same number as the ballots. But not only that, are the ballots that are sitting there that the machine counted, are they valid? Are they legal? Mm -hmm. Did they mm -hmm. come, the signature, in other words, verify the signature? Did, did, mm -hmm. did one signature, was, is there is there three ballots that had the same signature? Right. Right. So, uh, it needs to determine if each, every one of those ballots is an, is a legal ballot. Hey, Robert, um, we're at the this point where we're talking about redistricting this time. We have a committee because every 10 years after the census, we redraw the lines. And of course there's a lot of gerrymandering. And of course we, we see how it goes and the state's going more blue. Wouldn't it be a smart idea from a legislative perspective to say, the year after the census, <clears throat> every 10 years, and before the redistricting, we should do a just a blanket audit of that previous election to, to clean up the rolls before we redistrict. You know, it's so something along those lines where it's not specific to a race or an election cycle, but it's every time as we reset the roundies, we should know that our voting rolls are clean. Don't don't try to make sense, Marty, because I'm just therein, saying therein <laughs> lies the path of madness. The, the people in power are in power because of the system. They're in there because of the system. They're acting with impunity because they know they can't be unelected. They can't be kicked out. And it's creeping its way toward Roberts District. It's creeping its way toward the 39th. They're little by little doing it that if you're going to do an audit in Washington State audit 
King County. That's where it all started. That's where all the massive ballots are. Audit the whole stinking thing. Audit the machines. Audit every single and, precinct, and, and, every ballot. Doug, Doug and Martin, to Marty's point, um, again, I worked in the, the pharmaceutical industry. We, had, we were regulated by FDA guidelines and all that. Guess what? Guess what they would do to us periodically? They yeah. show up at our office. Inspection, right. Yeah. Unannounced. <laughs> right. And perform an audit. Right? Exactly so right. Why yeah. don't we have a system in place? Yeah, I mean, to audit every election every year, that might be, you know, a bit much, right? right. But why not have a system in place where we have a, a let's just call you know, a citizens committee of some sort, uh, some, some, uh, some group that we all agree on, um, to have the authority to be able to come in and say, you know what, th this is the year. We're going to go in. We want to take a look. And please hand over all the boxes and all the machines and all, you know, and they're going to do a, a full forensic audit every now and again. Yep. Just to in instill confidence in the system, uh, not knowing when the audit will come will ho hopefully, you know, encourage integrity and honesty. Right. Because if the audit produces evidence that you're incapable of, of, of performing a, a fair and, you know, safe election and all that, um, maybe you should lose your job. Right. Um, right. Yeah, maybe some, heads, uh, I almost said heads should roll. I'm trying to be nice on your show, you guys. Um, but, <laughs> Meta but, metaphorical yeah, all, heads should all roll. All of our hospitals I mean, have the same thing. People should be held accountable yep. and there should be consequences. You know, there's, yeah. that's the problem. We are in a let's defund the police. Let's not prosecute anybody. Let's no, no consequences for evil. And this is a problem. We've got to, um, We've got to um, change that. Yeah, let's defund the police, but then let's call the police on the 4th of July when my neighbor's blowing off some fireworks <laughs> in celebration of our independence. And my wife <laughs> says something about that. I go, I go you, you think the law enforcement is going to go out to every call they get, you know, because of a firecracker when, when, the, when some in the public is actually calling for their heads, if you will. They're calling to fund them. Yep. You know, yep. but yeah, I, I think if we had a system in place regarding the votes, and our, our ballots that would instill in, in integrity and confidence in the system where audits, uh, if the people themselves can just call for an audit, if X amount of people percentage, you know, if we sign a petition or however the process right. works, you know, the bar should be kind of low. I think um, mm -hmm. if people want to do an audit, then they do an audit. And if it costs money, then, you know, maybe, maybe there should be a, a way to pay for that right mm -hmm. um, but i think people would be willing to pay a very small amount it wouldn't be much you have um, skin in the game but not over right now it's 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 restrictive to people that have a lot of money and, Big and, you know, there are individuals in our in our communities that you know they themselves could pitch in a little bit and it would pay for it right. we're not talking about a lot of money we've got volunteers doing the work you're not paying people per se so it, the the fact that there is any resistance whatsoever at the citizens wanting to just take a look. They just want to mm -hmm. verify. Um, that is telling. Now, I, I don't. I like the I, idea, Robert, of, of having a, a committee of, if you will, or whatever that does random audits. That is a, it has the authority and the funding to uh, just at any point in time at any County, they can come in and say, this is it. It's we, not we fund. I, I was on appropriations yeah. committee. Marty, you would be just blown away at, Every, every three minutes, every five minutes, a new panel, a new group, a new program, a new, uh, you know, the, the, the things that we fund in this state is just, it'll blow your mind. Um, not saying they're good or bad. I'm just saying we, we fund a lot of things, right? a, a, a terribly lot of things. Um, to put a couple of pennies aside 
for voter integrity, I think would be actually a good thing the government could do. That's what the voters say. That's that's a dollar well spent right there. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure we have our, our election systems have integrity. Um, but have it have some sort of committee created that is funded that they can determine, hey, let's go in to, to Doug's point. Let's go into King County and let's have a look. Let's go into Spokane County, have a look or Snohomish County. Let's have a look. You know, uh, they, they're not going to have to do all 39 counties mm-hmm. um, in, in every race, state level. That's no only. But they, I, they can do spot I like checks. That idea. I like that idea you said about, you know, you don't know. You know, so all the counties could, you know, and if you did one or two a year or one or two an election, that'd be, you know, amazing. Cause then you're and, like, and it okay. would make sense that you do the, the more populous ones just because mm-hmm. the, the numbers are there. But uh, I tell you what, you, you, you hit a small one now and again. Right. Um, and keep them on their toes and make sure everyone is following the rules, if you will. This make is sure stand- your machines are calibrated yeah. and doing the proper counts. That, standard practice. Asking. Right. Standard practice right now. I run a, a real estate firm and the, the department of licensing will randomly pick a different firm every year and come in and check files. There Did you, you go. turn in earnest money? Did you whatever? This is what we're talking about. This has some oversight where they randomly check to keep us all on the same page in a fair you know, market. Same thing for election. It should be the same, that same way. So and, I and if we could figure out how to cr- create that committee, but not just create the committee, cause that's easy. Yeah. Um, but how to make sure that that committee remained faithful and true. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the problem when you get politics involved and everything. Now, all of a sudden, you got people wanting to stack the committee right. and get their people in. And they're going to only look at certain counties, not others. I mean, it, the, the problem, the fight we're fighting, <laughs> good versus evil, it never goes away. Yeah. Amen. So yep. now we're going to have to create a committee to oversee the committee. Right. Um, you know, we don't want appointed people, um, Robert. Just so you, my point of view, Speaking from Doug and Marty versus the world, uh, it shouldn't be appointed by the governor or political parties. This should be like like most things should have been is each jurisdiction, each county should elect somebody to be on this committee, you know, for, you know, that has authority to audit and to, you know, hold people accountable. Yeah. So we'd have to definitely come up with a process by which Democrats and Republicans and mm-hmm. libertarians and independents could look at a committee that, that was created and say, you know, I trust these people, these mm-hmm. particular individuals. Um, maybe they're from industry. Maybe they're from, mm-hmm. maybe they're from our churches, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. com- right. moms and pops and teachers and, lo- you know, I almost said lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Got enough of those, right? <laughs> uh, no, There's some good ones lawyers. out there. But, there are you know, from people from the community that have really no vested interest in politics per se. Uh, and by the way, I, 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 that's a point I, I guess would be worth making down in Maricopa. Uh, their vetting process. I asked about the volunteers. Who, how do you how do you vet them? How do you who who are they? Um, one of the questions they asked them all kinds of questions to see where they they would best fit within the 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 audit system. You know, are you good at counting? Are you good at taking pictures? Mm-hmm. Right. But one of the questions they don't ask is, are you a Republican or Democrat? Yep. Everyone on that floor. And I think Republicans and Democrats, everybody should be interested in and wanting for for sure to know that our elections are good. They're that and they're Doug, free, they are they're the fair. people I talk to, the Democrats, the they are. It's only when you get up into the level, you know, up into the state level or the you know the the the, the governor and the you know the legislature, only when you get up into the politicians, yes. even at the county level, do you do you run into problems. 
at, at the individual level, I think we all want fair elections. Well, our guest today has been Robert Sutherland. He is the state representative from the 39th district. Robert, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for sharing all this information. And, you know, we, as you know, we as citizens of Washington state, we can demand and we can get this, but we can't just let it go. We've got to, we got to get involved. Amen. Amen. And you said, what can people do? I never answered that question. Get off the couch, get on the phone, emails, Call your representative and say, I want to take a look at our ballots. I, I want to move forward on this. Let's do it. This Put is the pressure on them because I'm, I'm one guy. And, Put pressure on them to give me some backing if you will. Amen. Awesome. And I'm Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. See you next time. Bye-bye.